Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys. This is George Soroy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening to part of the Rising Tide Broadcast Network. And I hope you got to listen to the episode that went up this past weekend. It was episode one of Excelsior Journeys, The First Steps, which is a repurposing of this entire show, starting with episode one. It was great to revisit this conversation with West Coast Swing dancer, instructor, and event director, Doug Rozier. And this week, you're going to hear the conversation I had with voice artist and sports announcer, Mark Fratto. I still can't believe that that was so long ago. We're talking about episodes one and two. And right now we are at episode 136 of Excelsior Journeys. It's been an amazing run. And those of you who know me know that I am all about spreading positivity. I'm all about spreading inspiration. And this week I am all about spreading manic joy because we have as our guest this week, as part of the nod to Other podcasters, two of my favorite people, the co-hosts of the Manic Joy podcast, Dave and Reese Charest. Dave and Reese, how are you? Hi, George. We're fantastic. Hello, George. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to hear from a few people that are very comfortable with each other since we've known each other for over 20 years at this point. And it's, it's, it's pretty wild. And one thing that I always, always love is getting to see and hear friends of mine get into this wonderful world of podcasting. And Dave, you're already double dipping and are threatening <laughs> to triple dip right now, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. So. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on, because you got uh, you have quite a bit happening right now. Yeah, well, well, first off, George, congratulations to you for episode 136. That's uh, pretty impressive there. I think being a content creator, aside from podcasting as well, I think just knowing how that trajectory goes, it's often the consistency and the perseverance to continue on that gets you to those new levels of success. So congratulations to you. I'm very happy Thank to very hear much. that. Yeah, so things we've got going on. So obviously, recent I have Manic Joy Podcast, which I'm sure we'll talk more about. I recently started a new podcast called Makeshift Brilliance. The tagline there is no one knows anything until they do. And that was really started as a, that's just myself, not, not Reese and I talking on that one, but really started that as a way to create or leave behind some thoughts and things I've learned over the years uh, for our daughters, really. And we've had some other people listening to that show and enjoying it, but just talking about life lessons and those types of things, which has been really fun. And I'm, I hope to extend that to adding some guests at a certain point, but just kind of laying down the foundational episodes right now. And then I've done some podcasts at work. I work for Constant Contact, for those of you who may know that. And I've done some small business podcasts before, but I'm going to be starting a, a new one in the second half of the year, TBD on titles and things like that, but sharing marketing advice and things like that for small businesses. So looking forward to that. Dave is Fabulous. Mr. Podcast. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Mr. Yes. Podcast. <laughs> 
I, th- I thought I was doing well with like, I got this show and I have my one season of From Duck Till Dark outside the Marvel Studios. And I have another one that's kind of waiting in the wings to get started. But that is that is really impressive. And small bit, small business, you know, podcasts and marketing podcasts, those that's that's a huge, huge market there. So you're tapping in. You're going to be tapping into a lot of people that are really looking forward to hearing what you have to say and what you have to share. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, so Reese, like how, how have you been? Like, this has been, this is also like a uh, very much a reunion for all three of us. Cause it's been, uh, Cheryl and I left New York in 2011. When did you guys leave? I think we left around the same, well, oh, I left around the same time. 2012. Right? Because well, yeah. I was 2011. Cause I started it. So oh, I, right. I left to move back to Massachusetts to start at constant contact was, which was, 2011. Yeah. yeah. And then you were, uh, I stayed back. Yeah, yeah. I stayed back for, to teach my last semester at Kingsborough. And then, yeah. And then I came here 2012. Yeah. You were 2011. I was 2012. Yeah. So yeah. So it's crazy wow. how time and, flies. And here over. It really yeah. is. It really years. is. And, and it's great to hear that uh, you guys have really kind of gotten yourself really, you know, comfortable in, in this area. It's, it's pretty wild. Like what, how we're, we've been able to really kind of all of us really kind of set up shop in our, you know, respective areas now outside of New York. And I do miss it on, on occasion. There's a lot that you really can't duplicate, but at the same time, I'm, I'm glad we made the move. I feel yeah, like it's, it's been, it's been positive. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely agree with that. I think we've, we've been able to flourish making the move out here and we, we try to go back pandemic aside. We try to go back once a year, uh, oh, spend nice. some time with some friends out in Long Island. And then we, like this past year, we made it into the city for, for a week like, overnight there and do some, bring the girls back and do stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's become one of those places where it's nice to visit, but I don't want to live there anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and, exactly. You know, it, yeah, it just reminds us of why, why we left in a way. <laughs> um, and and Reese, I mean, like you grew up there. So like that was yeah. like over in, over in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I never thought I would leave Brooklyn. I thought I would live and die there. Um, mm-hmm. I, in a million years, I never thought I'd be in New England yeah. or Patriots <laughs> fan or any of these things or a functioning adult. Because look at this. Like we all like our little group back in the day, we're all functioning adults. Adulting. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's, it's so weird. Yeah. Hard, yeah. You got to make these hard choices, especially for your family and for yourself. And sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Reese, now that now that you've gotten yourself, you've been there established for about 10 years. Are you teaching? I am. I am. I got kind of right back into it. Once I got here, I had a great opportunity with Northern Essex Community College. Dave had gone there and had some professors that he stayed in touch with that I knew from the American College Theater Festival, and they gave me a great opportunity to adjunct a few classes. And now I've been there eight years and I'm doing all sorts of things. I'm an adjunct faculty fellow, which is like a a great um, bump up in my job. And I get to advocate for adjuncts and be a part of the the college community and, and give back. And there's just so, there's so much. And I have all these opportunities to teach different classes, communications and theater and yeah, it's amazing. It's That's amazing. Awesome. I'm so happy. I mean, I missed my old job too. I miss Kingsborough. I miss teaching in Brooklyn, but I it's just a, a different classroom. I'm still teaching yeah. all the fun stuff that I used to teach before. So it's good. I feel and, very and, it's, and it's great that um, 
exactly what you mentioned before theater that's really where this whole you know this whole circle of friends that were that we're all a part of it really kind of started with that so for both of you I, I definitely need to ask you about what I like to call the lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time where you kind of experience something, meet someone, see something, hear something, whatever the case. And it kind of makes you point in that direction and say, that's what I want to do. That's the kind of life I want to lead. That's the kind of person I want to be. So with both of you, how did, how did theater come into your lives? Hmm. Interesting. Do you want to go first on that one or? Well, it's funny because I was just telling a friend of mine the Get other day. Yeah, well, I was just telling my friend the other day that we were talking about when we were little. And well, when I was little, I would always force friends to do like musicals, even though I never really liked musicals, like to be in them. But when I was a kid, I would always force like my friends, like were you really a kid if you didn't get your friends together and force them to make a play and then force the parents to watch that play? <laughs> but we used to do. We used to so do you were Annie. you were doing the whole like Liz Taylor, Mickey Rooney kind of thing. Like I got yeah, a barn, let's put on a show. You know, like only yes, not, not a barn, <laughs> not a barn. No, yeah. my my living room was the barn, and nice. I forced yes, family and friends. Like you, you have to watch the show. It's time for the show, and it would be like the most horrible version of Annie you've ever. It's like the new version, <laughs> the, the new version of Cats, the movie. Oh that man, was the version of Annie. Like that's, <laughs> that's how bad it used wow, to you be. Had a, you had a special effects budget back then. Yeah, that's the CGI impressive. was amazing. Um, <laughs> But no bottle um, cuts or anything like that. So yes. Well, yes, actually, I'm very it's a, it's thorough. A very personal question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who wants to? Who wouldn't want to see Mrs. Hannigan with a butthole cut out? Like, you know, just <laughs> so yeah, so that's like I always knew that I liked attention, obviously, and then I would do put on these little plays and skits, and then in high school they let me put on a play. It was called. Christmas Eve at the home. <laughs> and it was about an old age home okay. that the they came alive after midnight on Christmas. Like, please, I don't know. I, Catholic school, the nuns wanted to kill me. And then and then I went to Kingsborough and I found I found my people in yeah. theater. I changed my major like three times and then I found theater and that was the end of it. I was in. I was hooked. Yeah. I loved the feeling of it. I loved uh, being able to be a part of a production and then see the outcome, whether I was backstage or stage managing or doing costumes or actually in a show, you get to see like your final product and it would make people happy or laugh or be cathartic, whatever it was. So excellent. I mean, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave, all right. And, and yeah. Uh, Dave, when he was younger, he would put on. <laughs> yeah. There we go. So I, I, I just, I just did shows about my butthole, which was yeah. No, so, <laughs> shows about your well, that's another are, podcast are, Dave is yeah, going to do. That's my fourth. You podcast. do realize I had to ask that because <laughs> if, if you're talking about you're talking about cats. That does have to come up. So of course, yeah. of course, of course. Well, uh, if you didn't make the joke, I was going to make yeah. the joke. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So I think my 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 path to theater was a little bit, I think, longer. I mean, I'd always been. Well, we were talking about this the other day. Like I would always like in grammar school, I was always kind of like the, I don't want to say class clown, but I've always enjoyed making people laugh and doing that type of thing. And whenever you would have to do those times where you'd have to go up and like read a story 
in, in yeah. class or do something like that. Like I was like, oh, can I perform my story? <laughs> and so I would go up and I would always do something. And those would sometimes be the times I forgot that I had to do a thing. Like, oh, yeah, no, I've got this whole thing. Like I had a improv, improv. Like the, I had this whole like cooking segment when we had this box of like rubber bands that I pretended were spaghetti. I don't know. It was a whole thing. So anyway, uh, I'd always done that, but I had never really like officially done any like real theater. I did like we had a high school play that we did, but I had a, a part in that was, you know, fun and enjoyable. But then went away to school and it wasn't until I came back to I went to UMass Amherst for a couple of years, came back home. I was working, took some time off. I was like, I don't want to be doing this. I'm going to go back to, to school. They had like a tuition reimbursement program, which led me to Northern Essex, which is where Reese teaches now. And that's where I really got into. I was doing a journalism and a theater degree. Like that's kind of where I got into theater. And I don't oh, wow. even really remember how it happened. And then, yeah, I got the bug there. Did really well, was doing those ACTF competitions, had a really great relationship with with the teachers out there. One of the directors that I work with regularly, we had like a really good relationship. And I just love that whole thing. Like I love, I'm, I'm of the ilk of you do something, you get feedback on it, and then you try to improve it and, and, and that whole thing. And so I love that way of working. And of course, I similarly love attention. Go figure. And so, but that yeah, energy, that yeah. energy as well, right? It really does like, come down to that, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. And so please someone pay attention to me. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure we're not going to go into the deep rooted uh, psychological happenings of growing up with parents of why we're probably like this, but yeah. we'll, we'll skip, we'll save that for another show. But yeah, and then that's what led me to then moving out to New York and going to Marymount and doing theater there. And Funnily enough, I always go back to the work that I do today. I mean, I'm speaking to audiences, uh, starting podcasts, creating content, doing all of this stuff. And it's really all goes back to the theater degree, the acting degree, right? And yeah, so theater gives you like a, a huge, when it comes to, you can use it in any career, in any job. Even when I was working at a front desk, I had a pretend that I liked working there and be very happy when people walked in. Uh, We're so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you're here, Reese. Oh, thanks, See what Steve. I did there? Oh. I see what you did. Yeah, yeah. Face yeah. <laughs> Hat, yes, excellent. Uh, it's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing that I am not, am not too filled with the details on is I understand that, like, considering we're all like in the same circle of friends, so you guys were going to come, we're going to be interacting at some point very, very quickly on. So, how did you guys meet and connect and everything? Ooh, this story. The story of Dave and Reese. <laughs> <laughs> it's how, how did the how did the manic joy begin? Oh, the no, manic the, joy. Yeah, well, well, the, well, well, I think he's saying the, us. So, yeah. Uh, well, so yeah, so we had the, a similar circle of friends. Reese was friends with our mutual friend, George, right? Not you, George, yep. but George Nicolaitis. George Nicolaitis, yep. And I think at the time when I was made aware of you, you were actually dating another mutual friend of ours, Justin. You were kind of hanging out. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. like anything. And then Justin's like, oh, I'm going to have a party and you're going to love my friend Dave. He likes you too. And I'm like, the band you too. The band you too. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) And then we wound up like spending the whole entire evening talking to each other about you too. And I was like, all right, this guy's okay. And then we wound up just hanging out and feelings 
had. <laughs> and he, then he then he got in touch with Justin and he's like, well, you don't really like Reese. I like her. Can I have her? And Justin's like, sure. Well, well. Yeah. And they bartered and <laughs> yeah. trade. And, so, and, then I, and I actually got three cows out of the deal. That's too. right. It was pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, but well, interestingly enough, George, like and you're, you're part of this story in another way too, which yes. I'm not sure if you've ever talked about this before, but Halloween at Belvedere. Yes, was has a, a real history in our relationship in the sense that the first time we went to go see that, neither of us were involved with the show at all. Right. But right. you were like, I think Reese was kind of still with Justin at that time. Yeah. But we had been talking and We've like, been, that, it, it, we and we friendly. went up to the top of Belvedere Castle to watch the show. And we had one of those moments where, well, if only kiss each other here, there was like one of those moments, but that wasn't going to happen because of wherever the, this particular situation was at that particular time. But then the right. following year, right, we were both involved with the show. So I was performing in it. You were stage managing. Yep. And I think that was. And I was doing costume too. And I remember like that morning I made you these furry gloves because you were yes. playing the wolf man. Yep. And, and then I painted your nails black. Yes, you I did. Was, you know, <laughs> so that next year. Dave's all, oh, let's go up to the castle and we can kiss now because we're, oh my, oh my God, that'll be so cute. Let's go do that. And he still kind of had like his Wolfman stuff on and we get up there. And then all of a sudden he just gets down on one knee and opens the ring. And all I could see is his furry hands and the black nail polish because I was in <laughs> denial that this was happening because I figure everything out. I think I know everything yeah. and I had no idea. And then he's like, look over the, let's look over the, the balcony. And I look over and all of you were there holding yep. roses. Yep. I, my mind was so <laughs> blown and I, I'll never end the video. Yeah. You were like one of the yeah. first people right there at the front, <laughs> like at Disney, you were like, Oh my God, here comes the prince and the princess. Like it was so funny. You were like one of the first people when it came. I was like, Oh, you knew. I was so mad at everybody. Like everybody knew. We did a everybody knew. Yeah. And yep. I didn't know. And that's what she was, that was what she was most concerned. That's what about, I was focusing on. Not that I just got engaged. But then to say yeah. that in the following year, you know, we were, we were pregnant at that time when we did the show. And yep. then the year after that, mm -hmm. when we did it, the, the girls were actually there and dancing around and their little thing. So we have this. Well, that was, yeah, that was, yeah. Because yeah. we did it. We did the show. Now, for, for those of you who don't know, our mutual friend, Joe Pospisil, he had an opportunity to come up with a Halloween show that was going to be based around Belvedere Castle somehow. And the two of us were working on various ideas and everything. And then finally, that's when that's, you know, I, I came up with like the spark of the idea. Joe took it and ran with it. And then within like a few days, he had a finished, we had a, he had a finished script with which was, I would say like about 90% all there. And all that was really needed was the, was the song. So he contacted a friend of his, Howard Beckerman mm -hmm. and Howard put together some amazing songs that are all about this kid, Harold Owen Ween, who we knew was going to be played by, by a, by a previous guest on this show, David Havisey, nice. and he wound up being just just absolutely stellar in, in the part. But he is a kid who basically finds out that the World Holiday Commission has moved forward with its plans to cancel Halloween. And so he has to wrangle up different monsters that are all out of work, one of them, including the werewolf played by <laughs> Mr. Dave Charest right here. Mm -hmm. And. And also our friend George Nicolaitis and also and pre before him, Maurice Smith, playing the role of Dracula. Dave uh, reprised the role originally played by Andrew Tucci. 
and Nicole Floyd played the witch that was that was brought in. And Joe got to play the role of Charles uh, Charles Henry Kessler, uh, the yep. the uh, <laughs> chairman yep. of the World Holiday Commission. And oh. and Nicole got to got to basically change his mind with the power of song. And <laughs> I like just it was it was an amazing experience. Two thousand two was great. Two thousand three was great. Two thousand four was great. And each of them had you know like had their own different feelings. But then in 2010, years afterwards, we had an opportunity to bring it back one more time. And it just so happened that our 2003 cast was all in place and ready to go. And so we brought everyone back for that. And by that time, the twins, twin girls, Johnny and Emily, were running around and and having fun and they got to experience something like that for it, the whole the whole process was just amazing the 2010 was the perfect button on everything because we already knew Cheryl and I already knew that we were going to be leaving the next year so this mm-hmm. was like this was like our grand finale this was this was Rocky Balboa this was that <laughs> it was one, it was one more time and right at the end of it I got to tell Cheryl the beast is out and and, this all, <laughs> and it was it was just a, a great and it was a great experience. So yeah, I I am so I'm so grateful to Halloween at Belvedere for those for those for those experiences. But you guys definitely had the one to top it all with that yeah. with that proposal. I still remember the the video like right at the bottom and flashing, just saying like she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. well, so that, that's the funny thing of it when you're you're, you're friends with a whole bunch of people in performative things and Justin yep. with his videography and stuff. So like we created this whole behind the elopement video that included footage from that. And then our friends played like the host of the show and it was a whole, whole thing. And then that's actually how we announced two people after, because we eloped in Vegas and Mm -hmm. we were able to, we had a party when we came back and that's how we announced that we were actually pregnant as well. That was such a great video. It was uh, Luke Hancock, right? Yeah, yep. was, uh, yep. playing the host. Yep, and then it was, which which is always funny because anytime everybody watches that, I'm like, yes, that's his real name. And they're like, come on. Yep. I'm like, well, really, that's that's it's perfect. I know, and it's, it's his real. <laughs> Luke's awesome. Hi, Luke. Like, I hope you're listening. And and yeah, so that was yeah, it was it was a great it was a great video too because you guys were dropping all these different twin references along the way. Yeah, we had and the Mary Kate and Ashley on the computer yep. monitor in the background the yeah, whole time. Right. <laughs> I say like, "What's your favorite show?" Twin Peaks, and the yes. whole time, like, no one is getting it. No one is getting the, these these references as they're being dropped. Yeah. You literally had to spell it out for us on a Scrabble board, just saying. Well, we and are also, twins. yeah. And then he offered me alcohol, and I said no. So that is a red flag. Yes, something yep. is wrong if Reese I'm does not say there's one thing we know that Let's Reese does not say no. Make jokes about my alcoholism. Yay! Um, but yeah, like very special episode. Of, it, exactly. this, the moral of the story is it's important to have friends in theater because they will make your life very special and fun, and there's never a dull and, moment. And dramatic. And very dramatic. That is, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is very true. Now the now after all these years, what made you guys decide to get into this realm of podcasting? Great question. Also so, a good question. yeah i I came. I had been. I don't know. Every once in a while, I get into these things where I'm like, ah, what can we do? Let's do something, right? Well, like, yeah, we're always trying to find like something that we that we both have in common that we enjoy that we can do together. Like it started with football. 
Mm-hmm. Like we, yeah, we, we got we, really into football. We were, we were only in the professional league for about a couple of years. A couple of years. But, and then I got that bad injury. Yeah, and, then, and then it just ruined your chances. And it ruined there. my chances. But, but, yeah. And I, I was like, I can't continue to play if my partner isn't As if me. I'm not playing. So, yeah. It's like Edelman and Brady. Like it doesn't yeah, work. Gronk and Brady. Work. It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, <laughs> so we move on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so we're obviously we both come from this theater background. We hadn't done anything together in a while. And I was just like, let's just do something creative. It'll be something fun to do. And so I kind of came home and pitched the idea. And, and Reese was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, I'll do it, I guess. And then, yeah, we started that in January of 2020. Uh, right. <laughs> with who would have known where we would go from there. But yeah, and then now it's we, we're two seasons in. We've done 30 episodes. So we're about to start planning the third season. And yeah, we it, and it's funny now. It's like there are some days where it's like Reese is like, "Hey, we're gonna record tonight, right?" It was like I was like, "Yeah, let's do this thing," and then all of a sudden, now I'm, now I'm you're all like in. the one like, "Let's go, we're gonna record tonight." <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna, gonna do, do this thing. Well, so. because well, you know what, it's 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 actually a really fun way for us to have a conversation yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. We make a little drinky poo. <laughs> we have some questions, and sometimes we have a format. Lately. We've been just, it's kind of been impromptu. We have way too many drinks. We're like, we should record now. It'll be hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then we record it. And then Dave's like, oh, it's not too bad. And then like a couple of days later, our friend will text us things. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, it's from your podcast. I'm like, I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Drinks in. I'm like, I, I, what I said. But it was really just an opportunity. One of the things that I'll continue to say is that Reese and I, we crack up, we crack mm-hmm. each other up, I, yeah. I, I think. And, and that's just staring at each other. But yes. well, sometimes when we get talking, it, yeah. it gets good too. And, and this was really just an opportunity to do that, right? Have some time that we actually set aside for ourselves that we could do something that hopefully some other people would find entertaining as well. Yeah. And then here we are. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And so what was it, what did it feel like recording that first episode? Because that, that first episode, you never really forget that. So unless, unless of course the drinks, but uh, <laughs> right. we, we didn't, well, we didn't start drinking until season two. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're actually like trying to be all professional. Yeah. Yes, yeah. We were t- took it very seriously when we first started. And then, uh, yeah, the pandemic really led to the drinking and, and recording <laughs> and it worked. So I was like, yeah. let's just keep it. Well, but I mean, this George, right? Like you start with something and it, it is what it is, but it's never, it's not as comfortable, right? As you yeah. as you start to get the wheels going, which is a, it's another reason why I'm doing these things, right? As practice for like the next thing, right? Yeah. And yeah, we just got more and more comfortable. It started with us. I mean, I think the first, the very first, like, what the hell are we doing episode was sitting in front of the the, the iPhone and recording, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, and it then it was us huddled around a single Blue Yeti microphone. Uh, oh my God, the upgrades. That. So yeah. when Dave g- yeah, enjoys well. <laughs> a thing, when Dave finds something that he likes, mm-hmm. it, everything gets ordered on Amazon. Like we, he yep. just goes for it. So we started, I, rem- I forgot about that. We started with the phone, yeah. then you got mm-hmm. a mic yep. and then c- continue because I just had to well, jump in there. Yeah. And then here we are now. We, I mean, I've got, we've got, we Set each up. got our own microphones now. <laughs> and and headphones. I, I the, the roadcaster. Nice. Oh my God. Yeah. So the first time that he got the board yeah. and he could put <laughs> sound effects. 
Yeah. I couldn't stop. I was like, we have to keep pressing all the buttons. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh, did. I did something. I did something similar back uh, in December of, of 2021. I, it was my first time actually taking some equipment that was not just a typical laptop and like a, a USB mic or whatever, and just taking it out there because I had to do a couple of interviews with some guests and I had to do them remotely. I couldn't do the, I, I had to do them in person. I couldn't do them remotely like I do here. So what I did was I grabbed my I grabbed my my Zoom Podrack P4, which is a thing of beauty. I absolutely love this. This is it's been my USB interface, but whenever I need to be outside of the recording studio, I have that, and then I have my ZDM my Zoom ZDM one podcast equipment, and so I'm able to set up the little microphones and everything through that. And the really fun thing is that one on one of the little sound buttons that I have on the, on the recorder is the opening of the show. So I get to mute the microphone and then just play it. So that way they can hear it. And yep. then, and then we go right into it. So it gives it a little extra fun element, you know, to it. Yeah, so similar over here, right? Like we'll yeah. kick off everything. We do the intro and then we come on and it's just, and I, I do minor editing to the stuff, right? Like I'll, and I, we just record everything under one track and I'll just go in and maybe take yeah. out some ums and ahs, or if we ended up it's going off on a tangent. My, yeah. Me or smacking the, my yeah, lips. The lip smacks. Well, I always well, sorry, smack Sorry for your, <laughs> for your editing purposes here today, George. Or, sorry. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no um, worries. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was already planning on doing it anyway, because nice, the nice, dogs sorry. were interrupting before. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's just, well, it's amazing the the difference in, in quality that you start to get and you really start to notice. And it's, it's like, Hey, that actually, that sounds pretty good. So mm-hmm. yeah. So here we are today. Yep. Yeah. Have you noticed um, an increase in listenership? Like as you've been going on? Definitely has been an increase. I think so where we are with season three, I think this is where we want to actually start to put together a bigger plan with things, right? Like I, I had mm-hmm. said to her the other day, I was like, I think we should just like sit down and really like plan out like the full season, think about what we want to do. And then actually like really start to think about like, all right, let's, if we did like some real promotion, I, I would say we've half ass promotion. Like what I mean? We, we have stickers. Really yeah. Yeah. We have merch. We do have stickers. We have you some, have stickers. Some- awesome. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to send some out to you. But yeah, Likewise. you know, we, try to, yeah. we have to pull those around and do those types of things. But I think, yeah, it's it's interesting when other people talk about it. And I think just conversely, like I said, like we didn't start it for other people to listen to. It was really just for us to have a chance to do something together and just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But like I know a bunch of people from like where I work listen to it and they'll always like catch up and be like, hey, you caught the episode of this and blah, 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 blah. And then, I mean, quite honestly, that's opened up opportunities for me to do other things because people are like, oh, you do that thing. And so like, yeah, why don't you do that thing for us or <laughs> like that that's type great. of thing. Yeah. So that's, that's how I, I, said, I, that's how I always kind of look at these things. Is it was that, like a you know, slow roll. Though. Yeah. It was like just a couple of our friends listened to it and then. It just kind of snowballed. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I have some colleagues from the college that listen to it that I didn't know listen to it. And yeah. they made a joke about it like last week. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then an- another person that I work with goes, you have a podcast? I was like, yeah. He's like, I have a podcast. I was like, oh, we should trade podcasts. Like, you there know, you and he's like, yes, everybody really does have a podcast now. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's it's crazy that I didn't even know certain people were listening to it. So, I mean, it just kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're, I was just taking a look at, at the thing now, and I think we're close to close to 3,000 downloads for what, 30 good. episodes, which Excellent. is for two idiots who, yeah. you know, aren't yeah. really <laughs> to talk to each other. Yeah. So <laughs> not too bad. That's fantastic. 
That's fantastic. And yeah, so so say someone wants to get into this this wonderful world of podcasting, what would you say? What what sort of advice would you have to give to them for what they they want to, you know, jump in in this as well? All right. I'll start there because I have have, so this is what I kind of say with all of this stuff, right? Because this this gets back to just my professional life as is is I've been I've been well for the last ten years the director of content marketing at at constant well not full not always the director but lastly the director of content marketing there yeah. and then moving into this I'm actually I've started a new role uh, director of small business success where I'm doing more of the speaking and more of the content creation stuff for like the podcast like I mentioned before but when I'm talking to other people about like getting into content and doing these things it's like there are a million excuses not to do it right? Well, I don't yeah. have the right equipment. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. And I don't know what. And as I was mentioning earlier, right? Like we started with the iPhone and then mm-hmm. we were hovered around a microphone and then, all right, now we've upgraded. We've gotten to the point we've upgraded to whatever, but if you don't get started, you're never going to know what it is that you need to do or what to change or how to feel more comfortable. And I think all of those things like lead you down a path, mm-hmm. but also create some type of value. I mean, I even went, I was looking at this because for the makeshift brilliance podcast, right? No one knows anything until they do. And that whole thing is like, yeah, you just got to get started and you got to do something. And I went back to, I'm not a regular listener, but I went back. I'm like, all right, let's look at some of these most popular shows right now. And I went back to episode one of like Joe Rogan. And it was like (laughs) a completely different show. It was like, you know, yeah, no idea what they were doing, yeah. and and now it's one of the most popular like podcasts yeah. out there, right? And it's like, I guess that's the point. Like, it's all just, trial and error. You just got to do it, figuring like, it out as you go. You don't know, mm-hmm. and you just got to do it, and yeah. you got to learn. And then, as long as you're striving to create something that has some value to an audience that you're trying to reach, or whatever the case may be, whether mm-hmm. that's just entertainment or talking about something that those people are interested in, you've you've got an opportunity to grow into something bigger than you think it would be. Perfect. Yeah. That's I couldn't couldn't think of a better answer right there. And so where can my listeners find you on social media? Ooh. Well, I'm on well, I'm I'm personally at Dave Charest on Instagram and I don't really use Twitter too much these days, but Instagram yeah. is probably the best place. We have you can find us on our websites for the the podcast itself at Do we Joy. have a Manic Joy Instagram? Uh, we do. We have an Instagram and I have one for makeshift brilliance as well. Oh. So Instagram is usually the best place to kind of find us. And then of course the respective websites and all those fine podcast players as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's your platform anyway? Which, what platform are you guys on? In terms of, yeah. Yeah. Anchor. We've just been using anchor. Nice. It's, it's, it's pretty simple to use, which I don't mm-hmm. mind, which is good. And we, I use that in conjunction with a, a plug for a pod page, which is really great in terms oh, of nice. just yep. the website and it automatically mm-hmm. does all that stuff for you. And these days I'm always like, okay, I don't have time to do that stuff. And so I just want to make everything as easy as possible. And it's great that that just kind of, you hook everything up and then it just kind of does everything for you. And then when you get the time, you can do other things, but as long yeah. as just as as far as just creating the website and publishing the stuff to it, it works really well, which is cool. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, I, I had I had from Duck Till Dark on Anchor for a period of time, and oh, I nice. shifted everything over to Captivate just so that way I can have multiple shows under the yeah. same under the same banner. Same and yeah. it's been yeah, it's been it's been really good to me. In fact, like when you talk about like different tools and everything, that's one thing that I can definitely say about Captivate. There are tools there that I have not even touched yet that I'm I'm yeah. just so anxious to 
to get to get acquainted with. So, yeah, so this yeah, exactly what you guys have said really is the perfect thing that I can that I can say to really really put the exclamation point on this episode. If you have an idea, if you want to get out there, you're feeling creative, then just get out there and start it because you never know what's going to be, what's going to work, what's not going to work. All that, all it really takes is for you to actually take those first steps and make it happen. And for those of you who want to get into, into podcasting, I strongly recommend it to anyone who wants to get out there, express themselves. They have ideas to share. They want to get them out there. This is definitely the platform in which to do so. And so I couldn't think of some better guests to start off this this look at uh, at all these different wonderful podcasts. And so for Dave and Reese Charest, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com.